Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds. However, you listen to the show, we are grateful. And I, it's funny because as I do my intro, uh, a lot of my good friends on Facebook, they actually, well, I guess a lot of you listeners uh, know it by heart. And, you know, I do it the exact same way because uh, I, I want that to be a staple to the bar, man. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, always a big shout out to you awesome listeners um, for, you know, just being who you are, being listeners, telling people about the show, buying the gear, just uh, supporting us in all kinds of ways. Today is Tuesday, uh, June the 4th. And I don't know when this is actually dropping, but today uh, we are in a tournament, a podcast tournament and today we just uh, defeated uh, Popcorn Theology. So this was round two, and we just defeated Popcorn Theology going to round three, uh, where we may be facing the reform guys. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited, hopefully, uh, to get to at least the final four. You know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited. When they made it bracket form, that was right down my alley. So uh, if you're hearing this, uh, whenever this is, it's probably over. And maybe we're, we're the champs by now, but uh, definitely a lot of really good podcasts on there. Um, so getting that out of the way, I'd like to introduce today's guest. Uh, this brother is actually not too far from me. He's also in the Greenville-Spartanburg area. Um, nice brother. We actually were able to have lunch. Or did we have lunch? We were supposed to have lunch. I had an emergency. And then he paid for my lunch. Uh, and we did have lunch. We did have lunch. And uh, enough of me babbling about lunch. I must be hungry. I like to bring to the <laughs> microphone none other than Mr. Zach. How are you doing today, sir? 
I'm doing well, Dwayne. Thank you for having me on. And we did have lunch at yes, uh, I the barbecue place. And then that's right. And then we uh and then I saw you having lunch another day with Nick Datzig, and I yep. picked up your all's tab because I noticed you were just getting appetizers, so it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, we we should have we should have planned that out a little better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was awesome, man. And and you know, we really appreciate that. And we did have lunch, we ate barbecue. Those that uh know the show, you know, know that I, I'm a North Carolina boy and love barbecue and you know, me and Matt, uh, Matt McGee from Ligonier, we had almost a 10 minute discussion on the podcast about barbecue. So uh, <laughs> just bringing up that right there was right on time, man. So Zach, yeah, we got to give a shout out about that to Stephen Muraguri for uh, setting that up because that's was in right. Town that's to right. At Greenville. And he said, oh, we got to all get together. That's and right. So we can thank Stephen for making that happen. Yeah, big shout out to Stephen. Also, holla at Stephen about the coffee, man, because he sent me a couple couple samples, man. Really good coffee, Stephen. So uh, I'm going to get with him. Hopefully, we have his link in the show notes for you guys. So, Zach, I want to throw you the mic, man, give you a chance to introduce yourself. Uh, whatever you want to share, whether it's personal or professional, you got the floor to do that right here. Well, my name is Zach Roth. I gave up uh, Philly cheesesteaks and hoagies in order to enjoy Carolina barbecue. And, uh, and you know, that's a good trade off. Uh, mm. I don't know what my friends up north might say about that, but I'll take barbecue any day over a cheesesteak or a hoagie as much as I miss those. And uh, so I'm from West Philly, uh, Upper Darby area, and uh, I'm down here in Greenville to study in preparation for the ministry at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary, where I'm also director of advancement and admissions and host of the Confessing Our Hope podcast, which didn't make it into the podcast madness tournament that Dwayne was talking about. But that's OK, because I'm still voting in the tournament. And I think my vote was a deciding vote putting the bar podcast up above popcorn <laughs> theology so that's why i'm now on the show because i voted for his podcast uh, <laughs> shows you what goes around comes around and uh, yeah man i got four kids at home been married to my lovely wife jocelyn for over nine years now just celebrated our ninth anniversary last month and uh, took her to a place in greer that Dwayne probably knows is called the strip club and it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not an institution of ill repute. It's a steakhouse <laughs> with a with a racy name in the in downtown Greer. And so it's uh, so funny, man. I go to church and people are asking me, <laughs> Oh, where are you gonna take your wife? And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, tell them these nice, you know, older folks, mm-hmm. these, these southern gentlemen and gentle ladies, where are you gonna take your, your lovely wife for, for your anniversary? I said, oh, I'm taking her to the strip club. And they're like, Oh, that is so <laughs> nice. That is just a great place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm like, man, if my friends up in Philly could hear that, they'd be like, what? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, that's me. That's me. I love celebrating awesome. you and Greenville Seminary and my wife, Jocelyn, and my kids. So there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I actually took my wife to the strip club for our 10 year anniversary uh, last year. Uh, <laughs> we'll be celebrating 11 years uh, in July. So uh, yeah, Bro, yeah, there are like I, five people at that place celebrating their anniversary. Five couples. I know it's a spot, man. When I was there. Yeah, yeah, it's a spot, man. It, and it's a lot of money for a little piece of meat, man. You know, I ain't used to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That that did hurt the bank account more than your appetizers yeah. over at uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
I got you, man. No, that's that's legit. That is too funny. And it's funny because when you tag the strip club, there's a little parenthesis says the steakhouse, like right beside <laughs> it. <laughs> like just in case you were wondering, the steakhouse. <laughs> so Zach, man, let's uh let's get into it, man. Tell me a little bit about um, I guess your path to get to Greenville's uh seminary, you know, and why you chose it, and then we'll kind of spin off from there. You know, this is funny timing. I just posted yesterday um, my my third post in a series for this month that I'm doing on social media on why I love the Presbyterian Church in America um, in recognition of our 47th General Assembly that's happening later this month. And my third post, I, I remarked on my sending church, uh, the church that sent me to seminary, Crossroads Community Church in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. And though they were not specific, about sending me to Greenville versus Westminster, RTS, or whatever. Uh, those were the elders who tested my inward sense of call and, and encouraged me to go forward and forth uh, to seminary, to a seminary of my choosing. One of them recommended Greenville over the others, and that's where I ended up landing. And so it was upon coming to Reformed Convictions and getting plugged in at a PCA church that I learned of Greenville Seminary and then decided to attend there. There was one other school that I had applied to and was accepted at and even went to orientation for. But then at orientation, I thought, you know, I got to look at that other school, Greenville, and and really think about this. And uh, mm. and the Lord worked through that and, and drew me here. I'm so glad he did. You know, there are three things that stuck out to me about Greenville Seminary, and they're the three things that I even emphasize when I talk to prospective students today, and that is a, a commitment to... Uh, our doctrinal distinctives in the PCA, and that is the Westminster Standards um, as the most accurate summary of biblical doctrine ever produced, and then um, a commitment to equipping men to preach and keeping preaching at the center of of all of our ministry as uh, the great task to which we are called as pastors is to preach the word and and to feed the sheep and then bring whatever we do in the pulpit into homes as pastors and counseling and and even into programs insofar as they're appropriate in different churches. And then the third thing was the commitment to graduate men with a burden for the lost and not a burden of debt. And so you'll notice the cost of attending at Greenville is much lower than at other schools. And that's not because you're getting a lesser education here. I can testify to the fact that this is a a top flight school in terms of your education, but it's the cost is much less because the board and the faculty intentionally want men to graduate uh, unencumbered by debt when they go into the mm. church and and thus better able to serve the church and to stay focused on the things they're supposed to stay focused on. So that's kind of the long and short of how I ended up sure. at Greenville. Awesome, man. That That is good. And that's, that's a good, uh, you know, good story and, 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 and definitely you know, I, I'm not registered, but you make me want to think about it. <laughs> Dude, you live right down the street. Y'all come. <laughs> I'll give Good you deal, an man. Class. So you give me in? <laughs> yeah. You want to take a class? Come on. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, it's all good. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the, you know, Greenville Presbyterian, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, people connected. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the history on, on the school. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know, cause you work there now. Uh, tell us a little bit about the history. Um, I, I, I 
think I heard that uh, Dr. Duncan was involved in some kind of way. And then there's some other guys uh, that, you know, that, that came through. I know uh, uh, Chris uh, Larson from Ligonier, their current president, uh, was there. So give us a little bit about the, you know, the people that were there and, yeah. you know, the startup. I can I can definitely open up some of that history. It is fascinating how um, a relatively small and and by some measures obscure school uh, has had such an involvement with and connection to so many different personalities and 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 different parts of the reformed world here in America. And it was uh, I'll start at the beginning as far as that's concerned. So it was the late eighties. I think 1985 or 86, and a couple students from Covenant Seminary who had roots in the upstate, who had roots in Greenville, one of those students being uh, Ligon Duncan III, approached the session or members of the session at Second Presbyterian Church in Greenville and said, hey, we really think that it would be good for the church for there to be a seminary in South Carolina, and we think Greenville would be the perfect place for it. And I'll tell you why they thought that, because some of those reasons are just as true today as they were 30 years ago. And so the session uh, approached Morton Smith, who was living in Brevard. He was one of the founders of the PCA and a founding faculty member of RTS, and said, hey, we know that you've done this before. Can you help us look into this now? He said, sure. And together, Dr. Paul Settle, um, Ligon Duncan Jr., that's um, president or slash chancellor Duncan's father, and then um, also uh, other men who are on the session at Second Prez uh, were meeting in the Duncan's living room here in Greenville. And Mel Duncan was there. I know you know Mel uh, just as Mm -hmm. well as I do. He's still here in Greenville. And John was there. And Mrs. Shirley Duncan was there. And uh, they said, let's start a seminary. And so this brainchild of two Covenant Seminary students in the late 80s then became um, a, a fully fledged seminary on its own. And in the last 30 years, we have graduated, uh, I think, over 240 or 250 men and, uh, and a couple women as well. And of the men, 98% of them got MDivs. The women have all received MARs, have gone on uh, usually to use those MARs to teach either in a homeschool context or in a Christian school context around the world. The men have gone on to be preachers. And so I think today we have over 230 Greenville graduates serving in pulpits in uh, in the PCA, about 45 to 50 percent in the PCA, in the OPC, the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, about 25 to 30 percent, and then other denominations as well, like the Bible Presbyterian Church, the Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church, Reformed Churches in the United States, United Reformed Churches in North America, and then international denominations like the uh, Brazilian Presbyterian Church, um, NKST in Nigeria, the uh, churches in Australia and New Zealand, in England with Evangelical Presbyterian Church in England and Wales, and uh, and even other denominations. And for our Baptist listeners, uh, <laughs> a, a good portion of our men are serving in Baptist and independent churches and in Reformed Baptist churches. I think somewhere between 15 and 20 percent of our graduates are in those contexts. So Nice. Yeah. You know, the seminaries uh, had a few remarkable individuals, I guess, come through. All of our men, in my opinion, are remarkable. But um, those who are a bit more well-known would include Chris Larson, who is president and CEO of Ligonier Ministries. He actually was sent here as a student by his session. And during his time here, his calling was clarified. He realized 
and I think he shared this on the interview he did with you, Dwayne. He realized he mm -hmm. was not called to pastoral ministry, but right. he was called to serve the church in other ways. And I think he's serving the church eminently as president and CEO of Ligonier. But he had um, a, a prior or previous iteration of my job uh, about mm -hmm. 10 to 15 years ago and did a, a great work there, helped us get the, the capital campaign for our current building going, um, really uh, did a... A great work in recruiting students so if you look at some of the class sizes when he was here they're a bit larger than average and um, and he's been a help to me when i've had uh, when i've had questions when i've needed mm -hmm. advice he's uh, he's been very responsive and so i've appreciated that others that you've interviewed would include nick batzig who mm. writes prolifically on biblical theology and different theological themes on reformation 21 east of eden a uh, frequent guest on different podcasts, and again, a good friend of mine and uh, an accomplished church planter in the PCA, and um, he's one of our graduates, and uh, and we have other men as well that I could mention, um, Dr. Gabe Floor down at First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, uh, Dan Dodds, Scotty Anderson here in Greenville, um, uh, uh, several other men as well. I, I hope I'm not offending anyone by leaving anyone off but um, <laughs> that just gives you a little taste of the 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 men that have come through here um, at Greenville awesome that, that's a that's a good list man that's a good list so uh you know me and you're gonna stay friends you know because you're on the same path as Chris Larson so when you blow up man you you remember <laughs> me you know <laughs> well, Chris, Chris asked me uh one time we were we were spending some time together he said so Zach what do you want to do when you graduate and I said well I can tell you what I don't want to do and I don't want to be president and CEO of Ligonier and he laughed because <laughs> you know I was, I was referencing uh his yeah um, exactly um, Gotcha. Okay. Good deal, man. So, you know, uh, we, we talked about this off air, man. Um, you can't, I can't bring you on without at least mentioning, uh, you know, some sort of, some, I guess would consider maybe a, uh, uh, I don't know the good word, you know, uh, blemish pass. Um, I have a dear friend that, uh, I won't mention cause I didn't get his permission to, you know, actually, you know, mention, the whole story or whatever. Well, I won't mention his name. I uh, had a bad experience with, uh, with the college. Uh, he was a young man looking for a seminary uh, from, from up North and was interested in Greenville. Uh, but at the time was discouraged uh, by someone, not sure their relation to the college, but was discouraged because of racial issues. And those know the podcast know that, you know, we're not on the bandwagon of, you know, social justice. We're not on the bandwagon of, you know, just calling anything racism. But we are on the side of, you know, the gospel and the gospel and the truth. Uh, and if there is actual racism, you know, we, we do stand against that. But we're not about the what I call made up or social media racism. Um, but uh, and I know me and you've had this conversation. So talk about a little bit about that past and what uh, some things that have changed uh, since then that those that may be listening that like, Oh, you know, Greenville, Greenville center. Oh man, they, they racist, you know, just talk about that a little bit, man. Yeah. Dwayne, I'm thankful that you've, that you brought that question up and that we're talking about it in this context. Um, as you can imagine, I grew up in an urban setting in, um, in an urban suburb of Philadelphia called upper Darby. I, if you look at um, there's a great map of the Census Bureau produced of um, the, the reported ethnicity of each household that reported on the census. And it's 
the ethnicities indicated by a dot, either blue, red, yellow, green, uh, just different colors, dots. And, um, and, and you look at the map, you realize how segregated this country is. You got a bunch of blue dots in one place, a bunch of red dots in another place. But then you zoom in on where I'm from in Upper Darby, just outside of West Philadelphia. And it's almost like every single dot is different right next to each other in that town. So I grew up in a very much integrated neighborhood. And I grew up with friends who were from Korea, who were from Antigua, Liberia, Cote d'Ivoire, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, West Philly, um, you know, African-American whose families have been here for generations, white whose families have been here for generations like my own. My own mother's an immigrant from Jordan. My dad's family's been here since the 1670s. So it was just a really a mixed neighborhood and a, a beautifully mixed neighborhood. Um, and so I never really thought of, uh, growing up anyway, things like segregation until I confronted it in school in our curriculum. We're talking about American history or mm -hmm. apartheid South Africa or things. Um, moving down here to the South, that history is a lot more raw. It's a lot more uh, exposed and it gets a lot more press, to put it bluntly. We talk about it a lot more down here than we do up North. And sadly, um, American Presbyterians um, are not uh, don't have a you know a completely clean record in terms of advocating for integration. And in fact, uh, in the Reformed community, there have been those that have supported segregation or at least defended it as an acceptable mm. or legitimate um, social uh, arrangement. And Dr. Smith, who founded the seminary, uh, has published articles in the '60s defending segregation. And, and seeming later on in his career to uh, to say that, you know, he did no wrong in defending segregation at that time, uh, even though he himself had no animus or ill will or um, or racism against uh, anyone of of another of another race, black man or, or, or any other kind of man. And so there has been uh, an association. And I think uh, folks have actually um, slandered the school and slandered Dr. Smith saying that we're a racist school or that uh, we're a segregationist school or something like that or a pro-slavery school when none of that is demonstrably true as far as the school is concerned and in my personal conversations with dr smith before he passed away several years ago um i i picked up no no sense at all or indication that that he had any ill will or prejudice or racism or racist tendencies uh, against anyone but uh, certainly the school has never discriminated against anyone. And so you told me about your friend's story and the unfortunate interaction he had. Um, and I was shocked because mm -hmm. though I've heard the accusation that we're a racist school, no one's ever backed it up with any facts. Mm -hmm. And this friend of yours said that he personally spoke to somebody who discouraged mm -hmm. him from attending here. Someone who was connected to the seminary in some informal or formal way. We, I don't know. And uh, who said, no, you shouldn't go there because you're black. And uh, and my own experience of the school and my conversations with alumni run totally counter to that 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 experience that your friend reported having. And so I, I would love to talk to him and, and get some more details and, and see who exactly he spoke to that that said that wicked thing. Um, but we've had um, on the board, we've had black men on the board. We've had black students. We've had students from all over the world, students from America who aren't white. Um, we've had students who were the product of mixed marriages and students who are in interracial marriages. In fact, we have 
uh, students who fit all of those categories even now enrolled in our programs. And so, um, yeah, I, I hope I hope just that that little statement clarifies some things about the ethos of the school and the background of the school. But you know, we we stand on scripture, and there's no room for racism in scripture. Uh, at least uh, that's my conviction and the conviction of our board and faculty here at Greenville Seminary. I hope that helps, Dwayne. Yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Appreciate you you uh, covering that, man. And all it takes, um, just less like the old telephone game, all it takes is for, you know, one person to, you know, maybe quote what he said, and then the next person take that quote and use it out of context. And the next person take that quote and just forget the quote and just say this. And, you know, yeah. I get that. Um, and, I'm, I'm concerned and, about your friend's experience. And I do... I do yeah. think that's something I got to bump up on my to-do list to get to yeah, the bottom please. of. Because that, that sure. seems a lot more legitimate than some of the goofy rumors that I hear circulating yeah, yeah. around. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, people have, yeah. have spread rumors about not just Greenville Seminary, but other seminaries, too. So we've had right. we've had the racist rumor more recently. But before that, there was like a theonomy rumor. And before that, there was a rumor we were trying to take over the PCA. And all of <laughs> gotcha. that is so bogus or, or grounded yeah. such little evidence or associations and you know i've heard i've heard horrible things about uh covenant seminary with regards to this revoice conference stuff that uh Mm -hmm. some of which um you know might have some basis in fact but is really overblown and and others of which we really do need to investigate and get to the bottom of and um you know i i we know what it's like to have people slandering a school here in greenville and uh, right we want to fight against that while also not giving it more credit than it's due. But as far as your friend's sure. experience is concerned, um, and if he's listening now, I, I, would, I would tell him this through the podcast, and, and I want to make a personal outreach to him as well. Um, I apologize if somebody formally or connected to the school discouraged him from coming uh, for just just on the basis of, of, of his skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly nobody here and nobody ever connected to the school Uh, that I know of, including Dr. Smith, Dr. Singer, and Dr. Krabbenam, our original faculty, would have ever, ever discouraged anybody from coming here just because they were black or, or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, thanks for asking that, Dwayne. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I am Joe. And we are the hosts of the Pastor Discussions podcast. And we like to call it your weekly conversation on doctrine, faith, and the Christian life. Because that's exactly what it is. And because you're listening to this commercial, you have already found some bar podcasts, and we are part of the Bar Podcast Network. And new episodes of our shows drop every Monday, so we invite you to check them out. We're just a couple of rural pastors that sit down and have discussions about different topics and work through things together. And we want you to come join us in the discussion. You can find out more by visiting pastordiscussions.com or subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes. (laughs) It's good. Um, I can can edit this. (laughs) I can edit this. All right, we're back in here with my man Zach, and um, back with Zach. That's cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're on the second half of the show where we do the, the uh, signature bar questions. Uh, Zach, since you're a listener, I don't have to 
set them up for you. You already know what they are. So we're going to throw out the first one. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, man, I, I've been playing guitar since I was 12 years old. So that's 17 years now. And um, I listen to blues. I listen to hard rock, post-hardcore. I listen to a lot of classical as well. I was in performance choirs from age eight all the way up to age 18 or 19. Um, I listen to uh, a, a little bit of pop, uh, a little bit of Christian rap. Uh, my man, Tim Brindle, uh, we went to church together in Upper Darby for a while. I count him a good friend and I, I appreciate his rhymes. And, uh, and, and Jay from Wrath and Grace is also a good friend of mine. He's given me some tracks. And so every once in a while when I'm in the right mood, I'll put that into my radio. But mostly... I listen to rock and blues. My favorite artists would be like Thrice out of Irvine, California. Um, Dustin's had a bit of a theological downgrade, sadly, but um, his music still means a lot to me. And I, I love listening to that. And uh, as far as blues goes, I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Bonamassa when he comes to Greenville in November. I hope I hope I could see Alice Cooper in November, too. That would be a trip. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> Nice. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, I just finished up a short book uh, called The Federal Theology, Its Import and Regulative Influence uh, by John Lafayette Giroudot for a class I'm taking in August with Dr. Nick Wilborn here at the seminary. That class is called uh, Presbyterian Theology in the American 19th Century. We'll be looking at um, then like WGT Shedd, Charles Hodge, uh, John Lafayette Giroudot, other men, including Dabney and Thornwell and, and J.B. Adger, um, and looking at how Presbyterian theology developed in the 19th century. We we're almost certainly going to talk about some of um, the, the social implications of their teaching and their defense of slavery and where they fell short in heralding forth uh, the whole counsel of God, but also appreciating the good work that they did in uh, heralding forth penal substitutionary atonement and and uh, a federal theology, like I mentioned, and, and other things that we can celebrate their their contributions. Good deal. All right. Last thing that your bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Well, I listen to my own podcast to make sure there's no technical glitches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also listen to the Getting Things Done podcast uh, with David Allen. Uh, that's been um, a book I've been working through for the last couple months and implementing here in my office. And I find that podcast very helpful. It's not a Christian podcast, but it's a, a productivity-oriented podcast. Um, I just subscribe to a couple more podcasts. I've been listening to this Scottish history podcast, um, which seems more like a tourism kind of thing. But I just uh, just subscribed to podcasts from an organization I used to intern with, Foreign Policy Research Institute. They have two podcasts, FPRI Radio and FPRI Events. And then they have one called the Middle East Briefing that I'm going to subscribe to as well, just to kind of broaden my intellectual horizons. And um, I want to start listening to The Briefing by Al Mo with Al Mohler. And I want to start listening to Theology on the Go with Jonathan Master uh, up at Cairn University. So uh, those are some of the podcasts that I listen to or hope to start listening to. Of course, you're on my list. Um, I think that goes without saying since we mentioned it earlier. And every once in a while, I'll uh, listen to an interview from PresbyCast or... Um, or Les Lanfear's uh, The Pubcast and a couple other one-offs here and there. Nice. 
All right, man. Well, brother, I appreciate you taking time coming on the show, man. Definitely uh, fun and a pleasure. Definitely got to do it again. Um, we got to do lunch again is what we got to do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. So so I definitely appreciate that. To the listeners, make sure you check out the Bar Podcast every Tuesday. Make sure you check out all of the Bar Podcast Network. And what's the name of your podcast again, Zach? Oh, the podcast at the seminary is called Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on pretty much any um, podcast streaming service that you need. And we'll have the links in the description. Yeah, we have the links in the description as well. Yeah, so, get the link uh, for the, you... uh, the school's website, too. If you're thinking about seminary or you just want to yeah. talk to somebody who kind of knows the lay of the land for different seminaries, I'd love to uh, speak with you, put you in touch with another one of our um, admissions counselors. And certainly, when you, if you're a listener to the Bar Podcast and you want to visit the school or visit upstate South Carolina, um, I'll, I'll sweeten the deal and I'll treat you and Dwayne lunch so nice together there you go let's make it happen let's make it happen (laughs) man i appreciate it again man to listen make sure you check out everything bar uh just search the bar gear the bar podcast subscribe uh get the gear and until next time you guys we are out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there